Hello, and welcome back to Newfound Pod, a bite-sized podcast about Newfoundland. I'm your host, Debbie Wiseman. This is Episode 6, Dorothy Wyatt, St. John's First Female Mayor. Last week, elections were held all across Newfoundland. In St. John's, the election was historic because of the number of women who were elected. The council now has five women and six men. Last time, no women were elected. The national average for women on municipal councils is 28%, and we now have 45%. The most St. John's ever had before was three women on council at one time, and only seven women altogether have served on council in its history. Before the election, Maggie Burton said, It's time to have a council that reflects the voices of our entire city, and not just a small subsection of voices. If you elect an all-male council, then you're going to represent the needs of men. So, in my opinion, this council better represents the city. They include a range of ages, incomes, and perspectives. And it's not just that these women were elected. They supported each other along the way. It's such a positive move for the city, and it's how I think it should be in politics. When I saw the results, I started thinking of other women who had been on the council, and about Dorothy Wyatt. I still remember her campaign slogan, Vote for Wyatt, she won't be quiet. Awesome, right? When I think about women who have influenced my life, my family are first and foremost. I had and have the strongest women in my family. You wouldn't believe what my mom and grandmothers and great-grandmothers went through. I have a long line of strong women. Outside of my family, it was people like Dorothy Wyatt who told me that women weren't less than men, that women could do anything men could do. That's why I'm telling you about her this week. Dorothy Wyatt was the first female counselor and the first female mayor of St. John's. She's one of only two female mayors in the 115-year history of the city council. She actually had a lot of firsts in her life. I read that she rejected the label pioneer, but I think that's exactly what she was. She blazed the trail for women in so many ways. Dorothy Wyatt was born in St. John's, one of three girls born to Anne and William Fanning. She married Donald Wyatt, and together they had two children, George and Lorelai. She was the secretary and later returned to school. She was one of the first four graduates at Memorial University in the Bachelor of Nursing program. She also earned bachelor degrees in arts and education. She worked as a nurse, and at that time, she assisted in the Nova Scotia Spring Hill Mine disaster. In 1969, she jumped into municipal politics. Sporting her soon-to-be trademark oversized glasses and headbands, she won a seat on council as the very first female alderman, ahead of who would usually get elected, businessmen. As I said, she ran with the campaign slogan, Vote for Wyatt, she won't be quiet. The people, or as she lovingly called them, the taxpayers, now had a voice they could count on in City Hall. She ran for mayor in 1973, won the election, and the next election, serving eight years as mayor before being defeated by John Murphy in 1981. She ran for council again in 1985 and was once again elected. She remained a sitting member of city council until her death in 2001. She passed away just two days before the election and was posthumously re-elected to her seat. So, getting elected after you've passed away, that's probably another first, right? Her eight years as the mayor was also notable for some significant accomplishments. In 1976, Dorothy Wyatt convinced a local runner, Brian Kelly, to fly to British Columbia and jog across the country back to St. John's. This was a completely unique thing at the time. The stunt earned St. John's the right to host the upcoming 1977 Canada Summer Games. Mr. Kelly ended up meeting Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau, 
Quebec Premier Rennie Levesque and BC Premier W.A.C. Bennett because of this run. Under her leadership, the St. John's Council returned to a partial ward system. We still have councillors at large, but we also have a councillor for each ward, ensuring the people of his or her ward have their needs addressed. She and our council started St. John's Day on June 28, 1978, and it's now an annual event. She appointed the first city manager in 1976. She also focused on building the city up, overseeing the construction of the parking garage at Atlantic Place and the 10-story TD building downtown, a crosstown highway to connect the Harbor Arterial, also known as Spitz Memorial Drive, to Prince Philip Parkway. Council also approved a public housing project near Kitty Vitty Lake, which is where I grew up in that housing project. So thank you, Mrs. Wyatt. In 1974, she had to declare a state of emergency due to a snowstorm that was much worse than forecasted. She opened additional emergency phone lines and manned them herself. She wasn't without controversy. Her behavior in council sessions brought harsh criticism from her opponents. On several occasions, she actually ordered the sergeant-at-arms to remove councillors from the meeting chamber. Those council meetings used to be crazy. Everyone watched them. It was like a sitcom. But she was always in the corner of the taxpayers, especially the seniors. She also ran for provincial office twice. First, she ran as an independent candidate for St. John's Center, and then in 1979, she ran for the leadership of the Progressive Conservative Party of Newfoundland and Labrador. She didn't get a single vote in the PC race. She didn't even vote for herself. She had run more to shake things up than as a serious thing. Dorothy Wyatt was the mayor of St. John's when Terry Fox came to town. She let Terry wear her mayor's regalia and raise the flag at City Hall. Wyatt says Terry was the most inspirational person she's ever met. When Terry started his run, she took off after him. I started to run up the hill. He outran me, even though I was a pretty good runner in those days, said Wyatt. Dorothy was an associate member of the Royal Canadian Legion and an honorary fire chief of the St. John's Regional Fire Department. I talked to Dorothy's daughter, Lorelai Woolridge, who, by the way, is the owner of Optique Boutique. Considering her mom's trademark glasses, I think that's pretty cool. Here's what she had to say about her mom. I have so many stories. My favorite way to describe mom is that she was the most fair and honest human being that I've ever known. I've seen mom have a personal audience with Queen Elizabeth and also saw her with people that were disadvantaged, and she was always the same person. She didn't treat someone better because they were important or famous or could do something for her. She had such respect for everyone. I've also seen her start out her night with a pantsuit on and have an evening gown in the back of her yellow chevette. She may have had up to five functions in a night and would be asked to speak at all of them. Mom only needed a post-it note with a word and she could speak for 20 minutes. That's a true art form. She was so well-loved and loved people so much that I grew up watching her be available to all and truly enjoyed meeting with people and helping those that needed help. She had a life of public service. She had her RN in the 50s, and Dad graduated from med school when I was two months old. The day I was born, Mom was working a night in the hospital and finished her shift and went to the case room. She got the staff to call Dad in early for his morning shift to be there for my birth. When we came back to St. John's, Mom worked half days as his nurse in his practice and started Mun and got her BA in 67. I was four. Her Bachelor of Education in 68 and was in the first Bachelor of Nursing class in 1969. She then ran for council in the fall of that year. I didn't grow up knowing boundaries. I didn't realize there were any for women. The public persona is amazing, but my mom was an even more amazing individual. Ask my friends. She was always the favorite mom. Golden. I can't say enough about the quality of her as a human being. I want to thank Lorelai again for sharing this with me and my audience. You do your mom proud.
Dorothy Wyatt passed away in 2001, but I think you'll agree with me that her legacy will live on in Newfoundland. So that's it for me for another week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I had a lot of fun putting it together and learning more about what an incredible woman Mrs. Wyatt was. Next week, and for the rest of the month, I'm going to be covering the spooky side of Newfoundland with three episodes of Urban Legends and Ghost Stories. I'm really looking forward to this. I refer to myself as a ghoul, and I love all things creepy, almost. You can find me at newfoundpod.com and on most social media as newfoundpod. I've made a short promo for the show, which should be on the site when you hear this. If you have a podcast, I'd love to have a shout out from you. We can exchange promos and I'll play yours on a future episode. Thanks, and I'll talk to you soon.